Chapter 12 New Toys and Old Foes Nobody owns life, but anyone who can pick up a frying pan owns death. William S. Burroughs Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. So it has been less than 24 hours since Al disappeared. Penny has gathered the five of you in the break room of the Beholder's Eye. And she says, okay, guys, as some of you know, Aldalar Al disappeared last night. And I'm working on some ideas of how we can get him back or just figure out where he's at. Um, I have something for you in a little bit. Bit. I'm working with January, and he might have some leads as well. But in the meantime, I'm going to have... Gerald has been working on some things for all of you, and he's going to come in, he's going to give them to you, and um, once he's done, I'll come back in, and I, I think I'll have a better idea of where I'm going to be sending you, okay? Yeah. No, I'm not okay. Oh. I'm still actually a little traumatized by all of this. Who is Gerald? Do we have... um? Some sort of therapist or something that I could talk to. Guys, we really <laughs> need to find Al because clearly Penny can't handle this job on her own. Who She's pay really me rude. now? Where's the cat going? <laughs> you pay me, Penny, now? Okay, okay, wait, listen, please, stop, stop. I have a handle on this, Barry. Swifty, you know Gerald. You brought him back to the beholder's eye with Boris. <laughs> Don't you yeah. remember that, Swifty? <laughs> Dude, you need a morning beer too, all right? Too much of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> He's the gnome that we saved from the from oh, the fuck Church gnomes. Of the um, I've so, been saying that for quite a while. Yes, but I, it's just we have to make sure that the leads that we have are actual leads and not just bullshit, okay? This will take me some time, and Gerald will take up that time. So, uh, as Penny is kind of trying to get you guys under wraps, uh, Gerald walks into the room carrying a very large wooden chest, and he kind of is laboring with it. And I said, uh, like, oh, "No, I got it." Yeah. Uh, well, our party doesn't have a strength over fourteen, so I mean, good luck, dude. You're the <laughs> most competent, strong person you've got. Yeah. What's in the box? He drops it down in front of the table uh, with obvious effort, and he he looks at the five of you sitting there, and he says, "Well, I've got some fun stuff for you five today." And he starts to open it, and as he he's saying that, Penny just 
takes her leave. She doesn't even wait for you guys to say anything else. Bye, she Penny. just immediately gets out of there. We need uh, another cast of you, beer. You hear from down the hallway, just like, <laughs> fuck yourself, Penny! <laughs> we really need to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so Gerald opens up this, uh, this crate that he carried in, and he starts to pull out these objects and set them on the table in front of each of you. Um, Lazy sitting in front of you is a very nice circlet, a diadem, um, with a, a sapphire in the middle of it. Chirp in front of you, there's this odd metal tube with glass inserted to each end. Uh, Swifty in front of you, there's this weird stone dragon mouth looking thing with some straps on it. Barry in front of you, there's a very odd looking contraption with couple of weird spools inside of a, a glass window um, and a just like nothing you've ever really seen before Boris in front of you there is he he's placed this odd looking metal bug kind of looks like a scarab and as he sets these out and closes the the uh, crate he sits down on top of it cross leg and looks at all of you and he says all right i've got some fun stuff for everyone been working on it over the last couple of weeks uh tomash has actually helped me quite a bit the boy hey, can you grab me a beer no the boy is quite adept at magic it seems um he helped me with some of the enchantments on these um if you want a beer you can get it yourself <laughs> this will take a minute okay <laughs> uh what does it do, Gerald? Lazy, he looks at you and he says, Ah, that's a wonderful question. I was just getting to that. Um, this uh, diadem, I know that you are adept at uh, changing your shape a little bit, making people not notice you very well. As he says that, I quickly change my face slightly. It's like, oh, exactly, dear, exactly. Just a met out of the game a sec. Yeah. Did we all know that yet? Yeah, because oh, yeah. I feel like we all have posted the whole time. I remember from the we first episode met. we've seen Lazy. We all just perceive her as like whatever you want to see. Really. No, kind of right? Like whatever you I've seen see, her shift because she, she has the, the ability to. Huh. Okay, I would imagine that like, in I your downtime, you've probably asked. You've all asked her about it. You've all kind of compared notes of like she hasn't really been trying to hide it from the party. Or no. like yeah, exactly. And yeah, I use it to my benefit when we're together. Uh, but uh, Gerald says Whoa. this. This diadem will actually boost those abilities a little bit. Um, when you are trying to deceive someone, this will help you out. Great. I be swifty, but she be shifty. <laughs> yeah. Oh so what this basically does, it gives you um, advantage on all of your charisma checks. Uh, Where so was that, that beer? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Intimidation, things like that. It just kind of boosts your natural ability a bit. Uh, Chirp, he turns to you and he says, ah, my, my, my dear bird person. Oh, yes. Um, I have something that I think you'll find very useful. It is um, what us gnomes like to refer to as a telescope or a farseer. Ooh. What you're going to want to do is strap this right onto your short bow, and it will make your aiming and um, range boosted quite a bit. Well, that'll be helpful, won't it? Yes, Dude, you I imagine. Got uh, so yeah, basically, Scope. this uh, this gives you an extra thirty feet of range, and it gives you a plus two. Is it? I open it up, uh, plus two and I look at Lazy, and I say, "You look really big." 
Wow. Oh, and then I turn it around and I say, oh, no, you look really small. <laughs> Can you see me? Hello. Well, two of you are playing with Chirp's new uh, toy. I drink my pint heavily. Yeah. Fast. The other side of the table, we're just looking at each other. like <laughs> Such simple souls. Uh, I am like 14. <laughs> I say, thank you, sir. Gerald turns to Swifty and uh, he actually picks up what he put in front of Swifty and he says, this one, um, Tomash did a lot of help with this one. There's a lot of magical enchantments on this it. This is mine? Yes, yes. Um, so I take it from his hands and I start to pool acid in the bottom of my mouth and I dip my claw in it and I start writing my initials on the side of the <laughs> breath muzzle thing. Okay, well, um, before I even told you what it does. Okay. Uh, so what this will do is um, this might be a little unnerving to you. You have to strap it over your mouth. You won't be able to open your mouth very much while it's on, but it will channel your breath weapon and turn it into any other elemental breath weapon of your choice. And so, yeah, that's exactly what this does. It, it, you it, can spit fire now. Basically, you can choose... Fire, electric, yeah, lightning. Uh, that's crazy. Fire, lightning, poison, Is acid. it boring? I haven't even learned that class yet. <laughs> I feel like there's one more. Oh, I want to make thunder and lightning. Oh, thunder and lightning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you basically you can use it to change your breath weapon into any other breath weapon. But what it does, rather than you know it conforming to each of their size and everything that like that, what it does, it gives you a five foot by fifty foot beam of whatever it is. So it's very concentrated. It's basically like a little mouth laser of whatever damage you want. Uh, and as you're kind of scratching your name into it and he's he's explained it to you, he turns to Barry and he says, okay, Barry, this is something that... Um, While he turns to Barry, I like put it on and I go to the window and I switch it to fire and I like breathe a 50 foot shot of fire into the air. Somebody out in the street is just like, holy shit! Trogdor! <laughs> yeah. Lionel from Thundercats turns up. But yeah, Gerald turns to Barry and he says, Okay, Barry, this is something that I have been working on for a long time, actually, long before I ever met any of you. Um, and interestingly enough, Tomash helped me crack exactly uh, what I was trying to do with this instrument. So this... And I what call is it, that, I ask in Gnomish? I call it a spell recorder. What it does, um, it's mainly really only useful to bards and people who... And, and any spell that has somatic components. What you do is um, you record up to three different spells. Record. Um, um, <laughs> you, you perform your spell into this machine while holding down these two buttons, and he shows you a button with a red circle <laughs> and a, a triangle on it pointing towards the red circle. He says, you push these two down at the same time. The and red then, button. You yes, the, the red, red button. The red this. and... And w the red will the only push down if you hold down the triangle at the same time. It oh. will only click in. It will click in to let you know it's working. And then the wheels will start spinning. And as he's doing that, he, he does that. And he says, okay, now um, uh, give me one of your favorite spells. And he holds uh, it out to you. I cast compulsion. You cast compulsion and kind of sing a little compulsion song into this thing. Yeah. And he says, okay, now watch. When I move, you move. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Uh, 
<laughs> he hits the he hits the uh, button on it that has a little square, and he says, "That's the stop button." Uh, and so please stop. You see that the the wheels stop turning, and he says, "Now watch this." And he hits the play button and points it at Swifty. And he Make says, "Make a wisdom save." Well, no, he says, "Do a little dance for me." Yeah, I'm not gonna willingly do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Three. Three. Okay. Yeah, it fails. Uh, so uh, Swifty just immediately starts dancing. Yeah. To the to this compulsion spell. Towards How long my does direction. compulsion last? Uh, well, that's the thing. It's one minute for, uh, but it also requires concentration. Yeah. So um, you you don't feel any but drain on your the, magic. For the record, that's actually that's not a target. That's thirty feet around my point of origin, and it's. Actually, every target. Oh yeah, everybody, 30, everybody in the room. I was thirty-one yeah. feet away. Well, no, I, 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 was I think maybe more. Feet away. The room's not that big. It. No, I'm yeah. thinking this thing can center it on him, and he's far enough away from everybody else because he went to the window that it only affects him. All right. Um, but saying. basically, he's just kind of showing you how this thing works, and he says, "So what you can we do? You could have can... a dance party right now, depending on where you stood. <laughs> you could." Uh, <laughs> he says, "What you can do, and after about sixty seconds, Swifty stops dancing." Do I know that it's him? That you know that, that Gerald me? basically did it this It was to not you. me. That was Gerald. Yeah. He pressed that. Which button was that? The play button. The, 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 the triangle. The triangle. All right. Fucking gnomes. <laughs> you never so can trust triangles. Uh, basically, what this will do is it will store about three different spells into it. Um, I do want you to be careful, though, because it's very fragile. So if you try to store more than three or you get down to one, there is a chance it could break. So you you always kind of want to keep it charged. Okay? Keep a charge on it. Okay. Uh, and he hands it to you and he says, just take it. And I go, I'm in charge it, now. I got to charge this. <laughs> uh, and he turns to Boris and he says, I will all right, break Boris. Your shit. You see this little metal insect I've placed in front of you. Yeah, I can see that. Looks like a um, scarab. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and go get your warhammer and bring it out. Okay. I uh, wander back to my desk system? and uh, go grab my warhammer. Okay. Quite sizable as it is and it bring now, it in. Lay it down on the table and uh, just give that little scarab a little tickle. Uh, where exactly on the scarab would you like me to tickle him? Oh, anywhere. Wherever it feels na- right just on natural. The, just on the back like this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. One finger start, or two fingers. <laughs> Should you add a little spit first? It uh, it kind of wakes up. And Why would you do that, Barry? Oh, never mind. Barry. <laughs> 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 it wakes up a little bit, and it starts to move around, and it kind of looks up at you, and then it looks towards your warhammer, and it crawls up on it, and you see it just burrow into the side of your warhammer. Okay, that's cool. You're fine with that? It has to go into the, the top of the warhammer because the base of my warhammer, is, like my handle has the arcane focus, my arcane focus actually in it. Okay. So it has my sapphire well, in it. So it fine. needs to go in the other end. That's fine. Um, it it I goes see, like, up on into the, top. The, the actual hammer part yeah. of the warhammer and burrows down into it almost impossibly. Like you've never seen something that can just burrow into steel. Impossible. Uh, but there, There's not like a track behind it. No, it just, it seals up as it goes in. And... You hear this odd scraping noise like coming from of the web inside you got your hammer somehow, and then on the very top of where the uh, hammer and handle all connect to each other, there is another sapphire that sprouts out just slightly bigger than the one at the bottom. Oh, wow, that's cool. And he says, I call this your good friend. <laughs> he will enhance any magics that you cast while holding this hammer. 
so basically what it is, it makes your arcane focus now a plus two arcane focus. Sweet. So, Gerald is explaining and, you know, showing Boris what his little friend does. Um, My little friend. That's what I'm going to reference him the entire time. There's me, my hammer, and my little friend. (laughs) We don't like you. Uh, But as the five of you are kind of sitting around playing with your new things, uh, Chirp, I'm assuming you're getting your telescope fixed onto your short bow, you're fitting on your new diadem, all that fun stuff. Um, It's duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As the five of you kind of doing this, you hear a very loud crashing noise come from the front of the beholder's eye. And you know that Penny's offices are more behind you and it's not coming from her. It's, it sounds like it's coming from the lobby. Did you guys hear that in uh, the lobby? Penny, someone is knocking. <laughs> uh, as, as the five of you kind of, you're going to start going towards the sound. Um, yeah, there's an biggest. You hear a voice ring out. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a voice ring out from the lobby just saying, Adventurers, come and face me! Are we going to get more presents right now? Hail and well met. <laughs> Do we recognize the voice? A little bit. Uh, the two of you specifically. Uh, Barry and Swifty. Is that who I think it is? I'm running ahead of you guys. Are you guys going to tell me so, who it is? I have uh, no fucking clue. <laughs> like... Lazy, Honestly, we should know. As, but like, as I got you nothing. come into the room, into the lobby, standing in the middle of the lobby, and the five or the rest of the four of you are shortly behind her, casually um, at the back, yeah, uh, <laughs> sauntering in. You see a elven man standing in the middle of the lobby. He is wearing a very like obscuring cloak. Uh-oh. It looks kind of I got an heavy idea who this is. and bulky. Um, and standing behind him is a pretty tall half-orc, um, and both of them just look completely pissed off. And Wait, the half-orc and a, oh no. The, half, the half-orc <laughs> is, is just kind of staring what's, daggers. What's his name? Um, ben? Benny or? Uh, well, it's the guy that the, the got their arms the open eye. It's Jim and, and it's Jim and fucking Dwight. Uh, Dwight, yes. Oh, wow. Which one's it's almost like elf? a reference to something else. <laughs> <laughs> which, one's which? which one's the elf? The... Okay, so Back up. Because so. one of them approached me, <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. solicit, kill Barry. We're gonna bring that back up. Calm down. <laughs> so, as the five of you enter the room, lazy first. Uh, you see this elf and this half orc, and the elf throws off of this this uh, throws off this cloak, and you can see that. His arms have been completely replaced by fully mechanical arms, but they look very different from when Swifty last saw him. They look very advanced, and he seems to have complete control over them. And he points across the room at all of you, and he says, You! You have all wronged me in some way. You were all involved. I know it. And he points right at Swifty, and he says, You were supposed to kill the one that initiated all of this, and he still stands there in front of me with a head on his shoulders, okay, so oh, pointing yes. at Barry. So I'll be like, Jim, you got new arms, man. You look good. And Dwight from behind him is just like, shut up. And Jim's like, yeah, shut up. What's the financing cost We've on arms like that? Kill- 
I never said when, and you will never pay. There was no financing on these. These were graciously given to me by another of your enemies that wants you dead. And that's exactly what I've come here to do. Everybody roll for initiative. Friend, welcome to the Salandrian Siren, your source for news, weather, and sports. I'm your host, J.P. Winterbottom. Today's top story. After continued reports from around the city of strange happenings, odd dreams, and impossible things, our benevolent leader, Gendriv Ironbound VII, seventh of his name, Lord of the Dwarven Imperium, Protectorate of the Great Anvil, and God Among Men, addressed the people earlier this week. We have an audio recording for anyone that missed his proclamation. Roll it! Citizens of Salandrian, there is no need to fear the strange things going on in the city. I met with some of the most powerful wizards from the Andaleth Collective yesterday. And we discussed the current state of Salandrian and came to the conclusion that this is a natural process our planet is going through as they've noticed many pockets of reality-bending energy around the continent. These reality-bending pockets do not seem to be of any um, long-term detrimental effect. So please, citizens, do not fear. Uh, The wizards assure me that they have a plan to reverse these changes and stop this from happening. Yes, thank you, thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Straight from our benevolent leader himself. Next up, weather with Walton the Weather Wizard. Walton? The forecast shows darkening skies, blood raining from the heavens and general dismay among the public. It shall be overcast. Well, thanks, Walton, as always. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. I'll make this quick so we can get right back into the episode. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Shortwave. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional level podcasting tools should be available to everyone. 
not just professionals. Uh, we actually use Shortwave. Uh, we've been using it for a while now. We really like it. Uh, they Their analytics are uh, the best out of every podcast hosting platform that we've used so far they give you good regional analytics even down to the state level and uh, one of the things that i personally love about shortwave is that it's extremely easy to use they give you nice little guides every time that you're uploading for all the boxes that you got to hit so when you upload your podcast you know that they're getting out to people properly and that your descriptions are being seen and you're able to get better engagement so you can go over to www.goshortwave.com to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on shortwave which includes the highest quality 192 kilobytes per second audio transcoding a one-click import tool from any other hosting platform that worked really well for us it was was as simple as just one click and they just immediately imported all of our stuff over you also get two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips all in your internet browser again you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of everything that shortwave has to offer shortwave the platform for adaptive podcasting. And lastly, in entertainment, William Watsa is set to host what is shaping up to be this year's must-attend event. He's bringing around bards from the entire continent for a benefit concert for the victims of the uh, strange happenings that have been no doubt plaguing everyone's lives at this point. William is known for his great events, and this will be one of the best he has ever thrown. Tickets are now on sale down at the Bards College. Thanks for joining us today. I'm J.P. Winterbottom saying, Hail the Greater Dwarven Empire! roll for initiative. Lazy. 19. Chirp. 12. Swifty. 22. Barry. Fucking 7. Boris. Not 1. Alright. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going first. Swifty, you're first to act. Uh, Jim and Dwight are starting to charge towards you. The lobby of the beholder's eye is... Which one lost his arms? Jim or Dwight? Jim. Dwight Jim is the half-work. Okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, the lobby is about 50 feet by 20 feet, uh, rectangular. There is a reception desk uh, that takes up about 10 square feet, and then there are chairs lining the walls. Um, you all are about 10 feet away from Jim and Dwight. What do you want to do, Swifty? Who's in front of me? Uh, Jim. He's in front. He's standing directly in front of Dwight. So, like, I'm in the front of the group? Mm-hmm. How close mm. are they to each other? You're in the back. You came in last. That's what I thought. That was the clarification there. You're kind of standing behind everybody. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold my turn to last. Okay. Uh, lazy. I want to um, punch him and hit him with my staff. Okay. You're just going to step right up to Jim and 
Yeah. Punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> or hit him in hit well, him in I'm the face with your staff. My staff. I'm gonna do that. Twenty-three. Oh, that hits. Or six. <clears throat> I get an extra attack, so I'm gonna do it again. Thirteen. So nineteen total. Oh wait, no, thirteen to hit. That does not hit. So, uh, but I want to punch him. Okay. With my fist. Your bonus action. Yeah. That one. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you step up to Jim, and you bring your quarterstaff right across the side of his face, connecting with it pretty good. Uh, but he snaps back from it pretty quickly as you try to jab him again with your quarterstaff, and he, he dodges it pretty easily. And as you go to punch him, you 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 lose your footing a bit and have to grab onto him to steady yourself. And now you're just kind of one arm over his shoulder, looking him dead in the face. <laughs> uh, and now it is Chirpster. So now you've got. Uh, Jim directly in front of you with Lazy kind of drunkenly almost hanging off of his shoulder uh, and Dwight is standing directly behind them about 10 feet away. Can I like birds do Okay. can I just like fly up and attack his head Okay. I mean, you really With my only arms got about and my like talons, like, 10 feet but I guess yeah you could just kind of like fly up and trying to like get him to let her He's not holding on to her, but okay. I'm holding on to him. Yeah. Oh. I rolled in that one and. Okay, then I'll just hit him with my rapier. I guess I could have done that anyways. Okay. Uh, Make me an attack with disadvantage, though. Oh, okay. Eight. So you trying not to stab Lazy. Uh, go to stab at Jim and completely miss him. I thought he had her. Okay. Okay, sorry. No, it's, it's all right. Um, anything else you want to <laughs> do? I came do? in last minute and just was like, oh, no. <laughs> anything else you want to do? Try to position yourself away from them. I I I just go in because um, I want to be within five feet of one of my allies. So whoever's So you just kind of stand there ready. Yeah. Well, lazy would be the closest. I hover <laughs> over. Uh, so, Barry, it's your turn. Jim is the elf with fucking... Yep. Right. Mechanical man arms. I cast uh, Guiding Bolt at third level. That is a 19 to hit. Okay, that hits. Sweet. 23 damage. That is fucking radiant damage, and the next attack has advantage against it. Okay. So <laughs> you fire this Guiding Bolt off, and it narrowly curves around... Uh, Lazy's head and just smashes directly into his face and now blood just starts pouring out of his nose and mouth and he's yeah karma's a bitch huh he he looks pretty staggered from this but he are you gonna do anything else on your turn I said my words okay Uh, he he staggers back a bit and he pushes Lazy off of himself and Lazy you kind of stagger back no you're fine you're fine he doesn't push you that hard. He just kind of is trying to get you off of him because now he's very focused on Barry uh, after doing all that damage to him. And Bar- Barry, he steps kind of past Lazy and Chirp, giving both of you opportunities to make 
attacks. Okay, I do. Uh, 12. That does not hit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like these new dice. I'm 18. Uh, so, point of order, wouldn't she have advantage because of uh, my guiding bolt? Yeah, Carrie. Okay. 18? 18 hits. Cool. 18 as well, yeah. Uh, so, as he goes to pass by both of you, Chirp, you're able to strike out pretty quickly and get a good slash against him. And Lazy, you kind of stick a hand out and he just runs into your fist. Wonder if they do mechanical eyes. For how much damage, dear? Seven. Seven and nine. Nine. Nice. Uh, you get some pretty good damage in on him um, as he's stepping up to Barry, but he kind of just shakes it off and uh, he raises both of his mechanical arms up in the air and brings them down on Barry for a 17. A 17? I'm going to fucking uh, use cutting words. Okay. You don't have the arms for this shit. And I subtract three from his attack using cutting words. So 14? Does a 14 hit? 14 misses. All right. So he uh, he tries to bring both of these arms down on and you. And insult him. Hammer style. <laughs> and as you're insulting him, you see this, like, flash go across his face of, like, it, like what? And he just kind of misses you, like, swings a little too soon. Uh, but as he's bringing his hands back up. I put my hands up, on his fist in a mocking manner, like, <laughs> but as he's bringing his hands back up, I'm assuming that a 12 doesn't hit. No, I uh, step out of the way. He, yeah, you step back a little bit, seeing that he's going to try and catch you with the hands coming back up. You know, he kind of sees that you easily dodge this and cuts, step, takes a step away from all of you. Um, so now he's about five feet away from everybody that was there. Dwight steps up behind him and takes one look at Chirp and just says, hmm. I like bird meat. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Pulls a spear out from his back and goes to stab at you. No. Okay. Ooh, for a 21. Can I do an uncanny dodge? Yes. How do what I is, do that? I have no uh, idea. That makes it so you're using your reaction to take half damage on the attack. Ah. Okay, I do that. Uh, so yeah, 21 hits. Yeah. And that's a seven, so you take three. Nice. Uh, but he is able to clip one of your well, wings nice. pretty good, and uh, you have a hard time kind of staying hovering and come back well, down ah. to the ground. Uh, well, it's not my wing that oh, hovers yeah, that's me. Right. I don't that's have right. wings. I, I forget that your flying is magical. So he, he clips one of your arms, and it distracts you a little bit. Okay. Uh, but as he you know pulls back from that attack, he immediately takes an attack at Lazy, and that's an at 20. Eight damage total. Uh, Lazy, he stabs you pretty good with the spear, uh, but catches you in the stomach and not towards any vital organs. So it just kind of opens up a, a small wound on your side. And then Boris, last act. If you want to jump in in front of me, enemy, you can. I mean, yeah, if you don't want to come. We're holding that one. So even though Lazy was hit horribly worse, like I look at Bird Press and I'm like, Bird Person, no! <laughs> and I'm okay, Swift. Through the whole fight up to that, I was like fingering my four poison daggers, switching through the different four poisons. Yeah. And I'm actually gonna try to go for a one through four. It's the fast poison. Okay. And I would like to like run by the bulk of them. Yeah. And sort of like knee slide by Dwight and. Slice stab him, him somewhere along the legs. Slice or stab, get the poison in there. Okay. Uh, it's 10 plus nothing. 
plus eight. eight, so 18. Oh, 18 hits. So nine, and the poison okay. is uh, 3d6, 15. So, uh, so 24 total? Yeah. So you're able to knee slide through everyone and catch him on the back of the calf, uh, opening up a very large gash on the back of his calf. And this Wait, poison takes... It's the fast should poison. Have sneak attack damage on top of that. So it should be quick. 10. So 34 total. Okay, okay. You didn't one-shot his ass. <laughs> uh, so you slide, knee slide through everyone, surprising everyone around you. Everybody just kind of looks down as you knee sliding, like, whoa, sick. I also have the cunning action bonus. I'm going to use that to disengage and like roll through it till I'm on the other side facing back towards them. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So uh, you knee slide through catching the back of this half-orc's calf and ripping it right open. The the poison from your knife, you can actually see just within the wound. And you, you roll out of it, do the sweet ass awesome pose on the other side and get ready for your next attack. Uh, but this half-orc, he goes down to one knee. You die now! Favoring his good leg, but it, the, you can see that this other leg instantly starts to shrivel. And as he screams out, you see him pull a uh, scimitar off of his belt and cut the leg off. Wow. And now he's just down on one leg. He's kind of like on the ground, pushing himself with one leg in his two arms. I'm going to kill you, but respect. And now, <laughs> Boris, it's your turn. Okay, so Boris, slightly stunned by the amazing quick reactions of everyone else in front of him. Uh, he wants to, he's going to definitely cast a ray of frost. Okay. But uh, what I'm going to ask is, I'm going to, cast it at gym and not ray of frost would normally with the cold would slow their actions yeah. but i'm thinking of just casting it towards his mechanical arms with the ah, hopes okay. of locking up his mechanical arms okay, okay. if we can like do that, that. Yeah. but uh yeah so okay not 20 the shot okay they yeah. fall off so double and then it's double because i'm um, fifth level you get an extra d8 so so it's uh 10 10 and then roll 10 cold twice damage. two more times oh yeah you got double damage so oh 18, 18. Uh, 23. 23 cold damage shard at him. Damn. So, uh, you cast this Ray of Frost on him, and you're, you're going for both arms. Uh, but you actually just kind of hit his left arm, but it completely, like, you see all the joints ice up, and you hear him just kind of like, oh, no, as it freezes up and actually starts to pull him down on that side, and he takes one look at it and just kind of hits this little, like, button lever package up on his shoulder, and the arm detaches itself. <laughs> he ejected his arm. Yeah. <laughs> Boris goes, well, maybe you can get finance in now. But as soon as it hits the ground, it shatters and starts to move around, starts to move around on its own and actually trips him, and now he's on his ass, prone with just one arm. It's a good nat one. Uh, Lazy, it's back up to you. Okay. If well, we, I'm I just going to throw this out there for the group. If we don't kill Dwight... Probably even if we do, I'm gonna take him out front and blood eagle him. What the fuck? I think okay. I think people we have done be, this before. I don't want to matter this, but I think we should just make basically turn him back into being the uh, the people, knight from Monty Python. People you have know. to be taught not to attack our clubhouse. <laughs> Can we at least get like a gentle repose on him so where he's not like, <laughs> fucking decomposing in front of our goddamn investigation firm? 
We'll take him down. This guy just doesn't get a hint, though. This guy does not get a hint. You just, you just got to get the smell. point across, and then you can take it down. <laughs> I need at least gentle repose him so he doesn't stink. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, Lazy, it's your turn. What you can do? Put the arm down. I'm going to attack Jim with my staff. And then 11. 11? I'm gonna try that again. does not hit. I'm going to try again. Another 11. That does not hit either. You take a couple of quick swings at him, and he easily dodges him. I think I'm gonna use my bonus action and punch him. Okay. Thirteen. That's just not easy. I don't like these. He guys. easily dodges out of the way of all of your attacks. We're very combat effective. Uh, chirp. All right. This is actually the most she's ever missed. Yeah, I feel like all. Uh, I'm just gonna go for the rapier again. Okay. Eighteen. That hits. Right. And. You're a rogue as well, so you get. Sneak attack with that. 24. <laughs> yeah, you easily move past lazy. I'm clearly the novice at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing in between Jim's defenses where he's trying to block her. You know, he's he's blocking her at the same time. You just easily step in between all that and just stab him Distracted. right in the stomach. He deserves it. <laughs> he screams out and a good amount of blood starts pouring out of his stomach and he's just like, where did that come go, from? <laughs> I got you! <laughs> uh, and now it is Barry. I am going to cast Hold Person at third level. On? Uh, both of them because I cast it at one. I guess oh, an, an you get multiple target. targets? Okay. So it's a they whiz both save? need to make a wisdom save, yeah. 16 for the first fail. one. Okay. And fail for the second one. That's like All right, a They both get on the ground. Ten. They're both paralyzed for the next minute. So you cast a whole person. What does that sound like? What is, how is your how is your bardly uh, uh, manifestation of whole person? You come into my house and disrupt my things? Get on your knees, bitches. <laughs> and neither of them can resist it and immediately drop to their knees. And now uh, they actually drop to their knees so hard that they flop on the ground and they're both prone. Are you doing anything else on your turn, Barry? No, you just You're just raising those hands up in the air like, <laughs> I might drop, but I actually... Do, like, do a little hip wiggle. Yeah, I actually, I kept my... <laughs> thrust, I kept my, thrust, thrust, I kept thrust. my hands on my hips the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, hip thrusts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one at each of them. Woohoo! Yeah, I did a third one, and I'm like, sorry, lady. <laughs> but I'm not sorry. Uh, at this moment, uh, do, does a 18 save? 18. Uh, so Jim pops up on his turn. He just. No, it's at the end of his turn. He's still be on the ground. Oh, okay. But he, so he does not get any movement. So at the end of his turn, you see him kind of shake his head and he, he, he pushes this whole person off and he, he looks like he's about to raise himself up off the ground. Uh, Dwight, on the other hand, is just laying flat, loving it, bleeding out from that missing leg. That's how he always wanted to go. Uh, and actually, he takes three bleed out damage. Uh, and now it is Swifty's turn. So I'm ignoring Jim completely and looking at Dwight with like a maniacal grin. And I'm going to pull out my two daggers. So I'm double fisting this stuff and like walk up on him. I, I cast hold person, so he don't really need to kill that, that, him. That's okay. Uh, Which one, <laughs> were you attacking Jim? Or? No, no, Dwight. Uh, I'm an assassin, so I would know where on the body I can stab, disabling what remains of his limbs, correct? Yes. 
so I want to take out an arm and a leg. Okay, wait. Before you do that, make me a medicine check in the heat of battle so you know exactly where to place them knives. Seven. You're rolling on a d12, dog. You. (laughs) So let's scale that up. That's a 15, right? Jesus. The biggest one. It's in your other hand. No. That's what I got, dude. Yeah, that is. 21. Oh, oh yeah, you definitely know exactly where to place that. Yeah, you get bigger numbers when you use a 20-sided dice. 1d4 plus 5 plus 5. Oh no, you still got to roll an attack roll. Like you you were able to figure out where to place these knives. So now you got to figure out if you hit them. Now 16 both times plus dex, so 21. Oh yeah. Yeah, you definitely hit. Jump on top of Dwight's uh, prone form and stab these daggers down into a couple of different places on his body and he screams out and you see those you see his other leg go completely dead and you see his left arm go completely dead and now he's just got this right arm and it starts flapping all over the place and he actually grips that arm around you uh, but as he does that, you feel him like pulling you into him, but it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And then you see the light fade from his eyes as Dwight does. Okay, I'm going to use my disengage move to like flip his body around into my lap. And then I'm going to start taking, like I'm going to take my knife and start peeling off his face. Okay. <laughs> so that's what Swifty's doing for the rest of the battle. <laughs> Making a cloak out <laughs> of faces. Don't, don't look I at forgot the lotion. Don't look at the dragonborn right now, guys. <laughs> Boris, it's your turn, man. Um, so one's down, uh, uh, yes, having his Jim, face taken off for unknown reasons. Jim is standing. I told you. Kind of in the middle of the room <laughs> right. uh, with lazy well, and chirp in front of him. Oh yeah, He's Jim is laying down. Jim's on his knees. In the that's right. Of the room uh, with, with one arm off. Yeah, with one arm. Has he got both his legs or one of those gone yeah, now? Yeah, both legs. No, those ones are still good. All right. He only had fake he arms. He's kind of lying at my feet, right? Because he fucking tried to double hand swing at me. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, he's actually laying in between Chirp, Lazy, and Barry. They're kind of all standing above him. And Boris tried to actually... Um, I don't know. Can I try to... Persu- I actually, I think like Boris might be like, Do you really want this right now, Dwight? Dwight's dead. Jim. So, so <laughs> wh- when you say that, I hold up his head and his mouth and go, no! <laughs> <laughs> and Jim from the ground says, yes, I do! And tries to push himself up with that metal arm. Are you sure, Jim? Yeah, he's, he's actually starting to get almost in a kneeling position right. at this point. Gonna Dwight pers- disagrees! He's going to try to persuade him to just give up, yeah. But, uh, okay. Uh, so uh, roll me a He's saying I can't do that right now. Okay, that's not a great persuasion. Um, that's a two. Yeah, he says, I'm gonna kill you. All right, then. Um, <laughs> can I still do my action? Yep. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Boris is just not even going to bother wasting time with magic here, so he's just going to walk straight up, uh, w- w- pace straight up towards uh, Jim, and he's going to get out his warhammer, and he's going to bring it back, and he's going to go right for the shoulder. Okay. I'll give you uh, advantage. Okay. Everyone else is standing around, and he's prone. Oh my god. Alright. Advantage. Good. <laughs> Let's make this one good. Okay, that's 13 plus strength, so that's uh, 16. Are you sure? It's, it's plus strength and your proficiency. Oh, it's 18 then. You hit. Because you're a strong man? Oh, I'm actually quite strong. I got 16. Well, it's, oh, wow. he uses yeah. strength. I'm a pretty strong wizard because I'm a dwarf. He's a dwarf. He's stocky. Short, thick. 
He's a thick boy. Uh, <laughs> On more uh, than one level. Yeah. Where, where you're trying to hit him in the arm? I'm trying to take him right across the shoulder blade, yeah. On, okay. the, on, on the other side, uh, he's still there. Roll me some damage. So I got 10. Okay. Uh, you bring your Warhammer down on his shoulder, and as you're doing that, you hit it with enough force that that other arm pops out of the socket, and he lets out a scream but does not look deterred. And is actually, a, like, you're, do, you're bringing this down as he's coming up into a kneeling position. And is there an anthem playing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Boris, you're bringing that, that Warhammer down on his shoulder. Cracking his arm pops out, and he's able to stand fully up, but now he's standing directly in front of Lazy with no arms and just starts to, like, he starts to try and bite at Lazy. He's just like, you may have disarmed me, but I'm still dangerous. <laughs> Lazy, it's your turn. It's a flesh wound. It's just <laughs> yeah. a... It's just it's a, a, Lazy, it's your turn. It's not just a flesh wound, though. You got no arms left. Stab him right in the teeth with it. Ooh, okay. I try again. <laughs> okay, everybody is flanking at the moment, so you all have advantage. I think I'm going to have to try again anyway. Oh. 13 plus 8 is 21. That there one you hits. go. That one hits. Your second attack hits. Uh, and then the monk wakes up. <laughs> right in the teeth. Right in the teeth. So you It's going to be the killer blow. Lazy is in this. So what's Seven. the first damage? Seven. Okay, so now try to punch him. Okay. 23. Ah, both of those hits. So, uh, Nine. So you bring the end of your staff right into his teeth, and you see that a few of them crack a bit. And you take that opportunity to jab out real quick with your fist and blast like eight teeth out of his mouth. And now, it, like, he was already bleeding from his mouth, but now you see there's like shards of his broken teeth in his lip, and like he's just bleeding even worse. And Chirp, it's your turn. Maybe they make animatronic teeth. You're gonna stop him? <laughs> I feel kind of bad for this guy. This is ridiculous. He looks really fucked up at the moment. I'm you gonna, have no I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna say. Face. What is wrong with you, Jim? Are you are you ready to give up now? Roll me a persuasion check. Uh, seventeen. He says no and tries to headbutt you. Oh no! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit him with my rapier. <laughs> we gotta just leave him here and walk off. <laughs> um, that is twenty-one. Oh, that's a hit. Roll me some damage. Nine, and then I get. 26. 26. You try to stop him, and he tries to headbutt you, and you bring your rapier up, intending to just kind of put it in between the two of you, and you accidentally stab him under the chin, right through the top of his skull, and as you hear this weird, like, noise as your oh. rapier comes out of the top of his skull, Penny walks oh, into no, the room no, behind no, no. the five of you and says, Holy fuck, what is going on? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. You could have done non-lethal damage. Chirp's been learning off Swifty. <laughs> I was trying to protect myself. My weapon was in my hand. Can I jump in here real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So at this point in time, I've pulled off the guy's face and I've like strung it up to stretch yeah. and get ready to salt it. And You're fast. You work really fast. This is what I do. <laughs> That's like, uh, that was like, like 24 seconds. Yeah, that was only like 24 seconds. You have already like He's fast. He's fast. Well, I, yeah, well, lots of practice. Uh, it, it could be like 
we're all doing it. At the it same could time. still be in the process, but I have it going on. Yeah. And I walk over to Jim, I believe it was. Yeah. And I want to put my foot down on his back and just like rip off one of those mechanical arms. Yeah. And be like, I keep this. Oh, they were both already detached, so you just pick up one of those mechanical okay, yeah. arms. Because I want to put it in my. No, I wanted like one of the mechanical up. arms. <laughs> so, so Barry, Barry and Swift well, go up and claim. I just took his arm off. You want? And you were over there Boris and Swift face. go up and they're like, "Do you want the left one or the right one? I want the right one. No, I want the left one. No, I, I was actually going to take it to study it. Yeah. So, uh, so, but Penny has walked into the room and she kind of looks at this and all, and she she looks around to each of you and she says, "I might have to rethink that sound dampening." enchantment I have on my office because I heard none of this happening. What the fuck have you guys done? Don't worry, Penny. It was a situation, but it turned out to be mostly harmless. Don't lose face. It seems they may have um, they should have brought a better armory. They certainly did not come armed well enough. Are you sure they didn't mean any harm? I'm running out of jokes. All I can think of is an armadillo. <laughs> Okay, uh, but yes, uh, so as, per as Penny's kind of looking around, she says, wow, I, I really have a big mess to clean up. I'm sure none of you are going to help me with that, are you? Bye. Uh, and uh, January. I offer to help. All right. January walks into the room behind Penny, and he kind of looks and he says, oh, well, looks like you all had fun. To January. January, yes, you remember me. Oh, January's back. Yes! Great. For anyone who doesn't know me, I am January. You may call me January. And um, me and Penny have been discussing things, and I think we have ideas for where um, the five of you should go, okay? How do for go? How do bird people feel about cat people? Actually, I had a cat friend growing up on the street. But as he's looking back Very and forth to all of you is our yeah, bird person. BSing <laughs> back and forth as you do. Uh, Penny says, well, yes, what January says is true. We, we think we've found um, assignments for all five of you. Um, let's clean up this mess you've made and I'll split you all up and we'll, we'll see where we go from there, okay? It's a wrap, people.